Hey guys, this is Tebow, and welcome to the latest episode of my Tebow Music Weekly podcast. Today, January 22nd, 2020. Welcome to all you new listeners as well. Great to have you on board. I hope you enjoy the show. So if you've tuned in to any of my previous podcasts, you know that I've been talking about the creative process, whether that's songwriting for you or painting or what have you. There's this great moment that happens, right? When creativity strikes and you're endowed with some incredible idea. Those are precious times because as any artist will attest, creativity it doesn't always happen on command, and sometimes we can draw a blank, writer's block, or whatever you want to call it. We don't necessarily have f- full control over that. We rarely do. So when ideas do come, we have to catalog them somehow in order to remember what the heck are they all about. Maybe even taking notes about where we think the idea could go, as in what creative direction it might take. So then it comes time to execute and really get cracking on these creative seeds, we need to grow them into something real that we can eventually let loose on the world, right? And put out there for everyone to hear and see. So there's this idea of, of branding that comes into play. Because when you have ideas and you capitalize on that creativity by turning them into tangible items on your artistic to-do list, then you make time every week to nurture those ideas and turn them into more polished ideas, honing your craft and becoming better at what you do each month that goes by. And while you're doing that, while you're honing your craft, something interesting starts to happen. You begin to realize the kind of artist that you really want to be. This is interesting because sometimes what you envisioned right at the start and what you actually become can end up being very different things. And that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Or not. So putting a label on in order to help yourself feel more confident about your work as an artist, it could be helpful at first, especially if you're new to the creative process and you're just figuring out what form your creativity will take. So if you feel like you need to do that in order to just be able to have that creative outlet at all, then I say it's better to copycat than to not do it at all. But be prepared to take on your own persona at some point because it's going to happen. It's inevitable. At, at least I genuinely wish that for all creative people, that you do it long enough that you actually find your own true voice or, you know, uh, persona. And admittedly, that sometimes has to come through after emulating others for a bit in order to eke out that confidence because it's, it's hard to come out of the gate as this brave, creative soul who knows exactly how they're going to sound. It doesn't work that way. Taking time to find your voice or your style is so important, but actually practicing being creative on a regular basis is even more important. So do whatever you have to do in order to maintain that routine of exercising your creativity and flexing your creative muscles. And branding yourself is a challenging thing as well, because even your own artistic style can change over the years. I mean, everyone does that. It's a reflection of the generation we live in, the influences around us, uh, you know, your family, your friends, stuff happening in our personal lives. So many factors that can influence how we want to portray ourselves, you know, in the greater scheme of things. So think about it in terms of who you are today and who you want people or sorry, how you want people to interpret your message. And here's where we get to that good part, 
What is your message? So here you are listening to a couple of my podcasts thinking, oh, great. I'm just going to kick back and forget my stuff for a bit. Let Tebow ramble on about some nonsense, <laughs> plugging me in to subscribe to his freaking channel and all that. But there's more to it. Okay. And I'm very happy to oblige in this. So let me ask you again, what is your message? Now, this is a crazy question. One, because it's simple, right? And you might think it would just have an easy and obvious answer. No, but when we start to think of ourselves as artists with a message, then it's like, hold on, wait a second. I have to commit publicly to standing for something. Now that sounds like freaking responsibility, right? Okay, well, it can be if you decide to stand for something really dividing, like, you know, politics or anything religious, sure. But you can also just as equally decide to stand for something completely docile, like you're just a fan of dogs, or you like beer, or you know, anything, anything goes. It truly does not matter what your first message is, only that you make a choice and decide to say something about yourself, something honest about yourself that people can relate to. That's it. Nothing more. Doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Then later on, when you're a big shot, you have all of this clout with a massive following and sponsorship and politicians are cruising you for endorsements. Okay, then you can decide what you really want to stand for in that gnarly, divisive way uh, and pick a side. But until then, <laughs> ways to go before there, it's just about finding a personal mandate that you are willing to share with your fans because that's what's going to attract them to you. They will connect with you at first if for no other reason except for based on the kind of message you're, you're broadcasting through your art. So if you write songs about heartbreak and complicated relationships, I mean, wow, lots of people will relate to you immediately, right? But be honest about your material and recognize that maybe that is the message you are relaying today. And it can change down the road. And of course, that's something, you know, for a future episode, let's say. But until then, what is your message? Think about it. Write those ideas down. Go through the process. Do the work. And you will definitely be a better artist for it. All right. So enough about you. Let's talk about me. <laughs> so literally the day after I released last week's episode of the podcast, something very interesting happened. And not so much interesting as shocking because... I can't say that I'm really surprised. So anyway, let's just get to it. Normally, in this part of the episode, I wrap up with a quick overview of the three videos I've released during the course of the last week. Namely, one cover song video on Friday, an acapella cover on Monday called Melodic Monday, and a making of behind the scenes video for my originals progress every Sunday afternoon. Well, that's all changed as of last Tuesday. Because I got my very first copyright strike from YouTube as BMI decided it was not okay for me to do a cover of one of their Eagles songs. And the video was unceremoniously taken down. Now, to be honest, I'm not surprised. But I find it strange because over the years, I have posted many covers. This is not my first rodeo. However, in the past... Even though there were legitimate copyright claims, they call them claims, not strikes, when they sort of recognize that there's copyrighted material. And because I don't monetize those videos, right? 
Everything has always been fine. Up until last week, of course, when that claim turned into what's known by YouTubers as the dreaded copyright strike. And that's a big deal because if you get three of those in any given quarter, like in a three-month period, it's not good for your channel. Like you're, you're, you're toast. You're gone. So instead of you know, wrapping up by telling you about the next cover song and Melodic Monday videos, I've managed to edit this podcast just in time before release to fill you in on the new direction <laughs> I'll be taking as of right now regarding videos and content. And I have to admit, it's all been very chaotic, exciting, super energizing, in fact, because in my whole life, the very best moments for me have almost always been defined by some, you know, non-threatening yet chaotic event, which means crazy stuff that has happened in my life that could never kill me, but instead has set me on a new path that ultimately turns out to be freaking awesome. And I genuinely believe that is exactly what has just happened as of last Tuesday. And I call it for forevermore copyright strike day in my yearly calendar. So as of copyright strike day, I have since deleted all the cover songs from my YouTube channel. I'm not taking any chances, okay? Now, my apologies for that, especially since so many of you have had such wonderful things to say about these, you know, cover videos and Melodic Mondays. Uh, so I've taken down the cover song videos. And while I am truly thankful for your, for your you know, uh, for your comments and your and all of your great accolades, I just can't pretend that getting into heat with big publishers is okay. So it's with sincere thanks and a bit of regret that I have to take those cover song videos down. And of course, that means no more cover song Fridays moving forward. So boo for that. I've left the the existing Melodic Monday videos up there for now, but I honestly think it's just you know a matter of time until those get flagged as well. Listen, it's very different sounding. So I think the AI mechanism that allows YouTube to quickly identify copyright stuff, because there's no humans watching every video, right? This is an AI, you know, uh, machine. Uh, and it the, the the way that the songs that I've recorded them with those three-part harmonies and acapella renditions, the, the AI is not kicking in right away. But listen, that won't last forever, and I won't, you know, uh, be doing any new ones, unfortunately. So sadly, I'm also reporting to you now that there will be no more Melodic Monday cover tracks being posted on my YouTube channel. Okay, so enough bad news, and it's not bad, honestly. Let's just be clear here. It happened, and, and I'm glad that it did, because here is what has happened since. So I posted a video, like I stopped on my way to work on Tuesday, I, and I did a quick video en route, uh, you know, just to explain what had happened. Uh, and then I spent Tuesday night letting it all sink in. I wasn't sad. I wasn't upset. I was just like, I was chuckling about it. You know, I had a glass of wine. I'm like, well, okay, shit happens. What are you going to do? So now you see my project studio is still in development. And the whole purpose of doing these sort of acoustic based covers was basically to generate traffic and bide my time, right? And build up the channel until... I could save up enough cash and then go and get the remaining gear that I need in order to properly record drums. And that's basically the milestone I've been saving up for, right, is to get the drum room going. Now, I own an almost complete drum kit, and it's an absolute beauty. It's a custom build by my amazing pal, Steve Cefaloni. Shout out to Steve. 
he built it with his hands, with his own hands. And it's a true heirloom. Like it's a, it's a family heirloom for me. So it, that's what it became the moment that, you know, I brought it in uh, and Steve delivered it. So I've been very anxious to play it, <laughs> but you need, you know, mics and wires and preamps and all of this stuff. And it's not cheap. So a few months back when I did the whole relaunch of Tebow music, I knew I had to buy some time basically. And that's exactly what, when the covers came into play. Because I know covers, I've done them for decades, right? And it seemed like a good stopgap to get me, you know, halfway through 2020, when I could finally start piecing together my drum room with all the trimmings and just put it together as as I was doing these covers in Melodic Mondays. Now, when BMI and YouTube basically called me out and said, no way, man, in no uncertain terms... A very clear email that I got. There will be no covers, like zero. So Tuesday was a long night thinking about that. I thought long and hard about everything. I can't do the covers. I have no video filler to get me through the year until I start to be able to afford getting the drum room ready and recording the originals. So I knew right there that I had to take my own advice. That's hard to do sometimes. Do less with more. Make it happen. Find a way to get the job done. Do the work. You know, my mantra. So I won't get into too much technical detail, but imagine the octopus of wires and mics and hardware that you need to really record a drum kit properly. Just try and imagine it, whether you know anything about recording or not. It's big. And I've recorded tons of kits, big, bigger and biggest, (laughs) all of them. And now my custom kit by Steve is a modest one because I'm not a fancy player. So it's real basic stuff, just a few pieces. But you still need the octopus. So on Tuesday, I designed a sort of half octopus recording rig in my mind. And on Wednesday, I went and picked it up. And by Thursday, I had contacted all of my drummer buddies begging for spare parts. And thanks to my man, Kim. Kim, who came through in a pinch with a critical piece, my old friend Kimbo. Thank you so much, amigo. Drummer for the Black Cadillacs. Anyway, the drum room is now officially open for business. The half octopus system has been tested and approved by yours truly. And it is time to get busy and record some freaking drum tracks way ahead of schedule. So you see how amazing that stuff kind of turns out? Controlled chaos. I love it. I love it. It's my religion. My only one. So instead of two cover videos and one making of video each week, we're going to switch it up now as follows. Fridays and Mondays are now both relegated to being behind the scenes making of video days. And it's a good thing, too, because ever since the drum room has been set up, (laughs) it's like minutes. (laughs) It's not for long ago. I have like never felt so alive. I am literally beside myself and the anticipation of recording originals once and for all in this new project studio, which I've also been dreaming about for a very long time. It's making me like giddy. So two episodes a week may not even be enough to convey that to you properly, but we're going to start there and see where it all goes. I've already got the ball rolling for, you know, distribution, and I'm looking at that as well to make sure that material is available for you guys when it's completed. I know that might sound like five steps ahead, but that's how I work. So basically tons of new stories to share with you all, including the drum room reveal and 
I got to get this place cleaned up. I mean, anyway, I'm, I'm so excited. I don't know if you can tell. All right. So with that, I will now finally wrap up this episode with my sincere thanks for all of your support. You have no idea. I hope you subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel because you don't want to miss the next few weeks. It's going to be crazy around here. Crazy. And of course, all that craziness captured for posterity each week here on the Tebow Music Weekly podcast, as well as my YouTube channel videos. And always remember, your creativity matters. Don't lock it up. Get it out there and let the world hear you. Wear your passion everywhere you go. I am Tebow. I will catch you in the next episode. <laughs>